okay hi it's the horror comedy podcast with jake and Haley. that's right do you jake vow to be scared by me Haley, after we engage in the smokiest of tokes i'll try i mean typical man response that's fine that's i'll honest. do my best you can do you can do although, it although i don't know so far i feel like there's only been one episode i've really been which one demons okay what did we smoke this week uh so we got a little little wild in there okay we did you made me fried chicken i made you what it was like a fried chicken that's what it tasted it was like a fried chicken yeah. dope so okay damn that's right it was it was that's good it was great uh it was laser cat live resin i think or live rosin let me see i don't really know and i don't know where anything is it's all wires it's out of control okay it is premium rosin lava rosin, don't know what lava. that means but from volcanoes. i can only assume it's from a volcano that's the only solution yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we did a little bit of that okay and then we breaded it with some pie crust from oh it got farther away oh it's like a horror movie pie crust from nectar bee it's called sueños it was great. Pure pie crust. And then you fried it on the dab rig, and, and it was fried delicious. Fried it on the dab riggy. So good. And then, I don't know what this is. Recreate. Recreate. I don't know. That's suggestive. Recreate, right? Make babies. Recreate. Fuck. Brought to you by the people that made Charlotte's Web. Rest in <gasps> peace, Charlotte Feach. Oh, I feel bad that I was making jokes now. We'll cut that out. Okay. How are you, Jake? I'm good. Are you doing great? I'm great. Yay. I had a great day. Slept until 11. You made me took, breakfast. I made you. Well, that was at it was 7. really nice. So I did the breakfast ditty at 7. Then went back to sleep till 11. And then um, uh, I took the dogs out to run. Yeah. They're, they loved it. Yeah. They, we played fetch with the Chuck It. Chuck, it's mostly for me nowadays. <laughs> I don't really care about the dogs. I'm just out there yeah, <laughs> because I need to see. You should make up points for it and turn it into a sport somehow. Chuck it sport. You can incorporate Clem going and clotheslining herself, you know, oh, at the end God, of her 25 Clem. foot. She's this little, like, four pound dog and she just. R.I.P. She runs it. No, she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing a harness that it doesn't pull on her neck, so she's good. But she runs at full force until the end of her retract a lead in this field, and she just like, boink! Uh, I try to like slow her down by like Jimmy and the thing, but she is actually... There was no Jimmies, there was no jamming, just slammings today. Just, that's right. Ooh, and, uh, you're welcome. She's just nature's perfect killing machine. It's a good thing she's only four pounds. She's the worst. She's actually the devil. Um, so, yeah. Save I'm, us. <laughs> help. I'm doing good. I got a new I'm, job. It's like the Britney episode. I'm it is. I'm wearing a yellow t-shirt. <laughs> He's wearing a yellow shirt. <laughs> Which we are actually trapped from back home time. Help. Okay. Hey, I got a new job. I got a new job. That's great. And maybe uh, it's going good. I got a creepy letter from a Jehovah's Witness. That was extremely creepy. Really creepy. I'm going to post it on our Instagram, actually, because it was pretty weird. It's been really wild crazy uh week so i'm drinking wine and having a good time with my bae and we're going to get scared allegedly allegedly this week we had some fucking dank ass thunderstorms so i spent some time in the dark outside in a thunderstorm and then some time in a room alone listening to scary sounds editing and reading about shit and i 
am just like convinced that everything's haunted now, just everywhere. I'm like, my job's haunted. This house could be haunted. Everything's haunted. This house is old, but I really don't think it is haunted, actually. Uh, Not really. Not really. Nothing happens. It's haunted by these asshole cats. So, yeah. I kind of had the mood set by all the spooky happenings. Haunting of jaunting, jauntingly, hauntingly. Exactly. And so this week, I thought it would be cool if we took a little trip. Okay. Uh, like Where how going? I ain't got money for that shit. It's for free. Oh. Um, oh. Sort of like how I tripped earlier on the eggs. <laughs> I actually was carrying in groceries and I fell on the eggs. I haven't tripped on the sidewalk since I was like literally like six years old. But today took you right back to there. Mm -hmm, At 25. And there was a child in the neighbor's yard who was like playing. Shout out to the neighbor child who didn't fucking help. He (laughs) literally seen me. He's like, oh, fuck. He seen me fall and then he went inside. (laughs) He was like, damn, didn't have my phone. <laughs> and the eggs were just like dripping out of the bag. I like ripped my pants. It was like a cartoon. Anyway, I want to take you on a trip, not that kind of trip, an actual metaphysical journey, okay? To scare town. I'm like Guy Fieri. Let's go, Guy. Let's go. Um this story is balls to the walls. It ranges from, like, country music stars to gangsters to, like, okay, I can't even, I can't sum it up like that. I want to take you on a trip through the rich history that saturates the walls of this building, that echoes through to the inhabitants even to this day, and that culminated in a really crazy way. Where the fuck did you find a Sothoris? Sothoris when you were doing this episode? It took me like eight hours to write it, though. (laughs) I read a whole book for this. (laughs) Clacking away. I was, yeah. It literally took me a hundred years. Big word smothering for me. 44 Licking... No, you're going to love it. 44 Licking Pike, Wilder, Kentucky. It was built in 1850, and it served faithfully as a slaughterhouse. I lived in a slaughterhouse... A slaughter of what? Cows and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I lived in a slaughterhouse when I was a kid. It was, like, converted into, like, an electrician's building. And upstairs was, like, an apartment. Um, And it literally had, like, grooves in the concrete leading to drains and stuff and a big freezer. And it was literally that kind of building. Um, But it was built in 1850. This building in Kentucky was. So it didn't have, like, a drain, as you or I would recognize a drain. So instead... It had a huge hole dug in the ground. A hole. It was a well. What was the other thing? What was like one of the first episode one? We're talking about holes. Poop holes. Oh, yeah. The cesspool. The cesspool. (laughs) Shout out to episode one. I'm going to have to like remaster those because I'm getting better Uh at like figuring out how to make it sound loud enough. That was a huge issue with our first episodes, but I'm going to go back and do the thing. Okay, I'm going to show you these pictures. Uh, so, yeah, they didn't have a drain as you or I would recognize it. Instead, they did one of these. And it's on our Instagram. Terrifying. Yeah, it's just a huge blood I well. Feel, well, just like waiting for like a little head to just be like, boop. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. What are yeah. you doing? The well's run dry. Put my blood down here. Please, more sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. How are you up there? Uh, so, yeah. Instead of having an actual drain, it just had a giant dungeon blood hole in the ground. It was a well. 
the blood would drain into the well through the concrete grooves blood in the well. basement. Sounds like something from fucking Skyrim. Yeah, totally. Make a fucking... I'm actually sure that is a thing. You blood well. Gotta wow. climb down there and defeat the fucking shit and get the stuff. There's, there's what are they? Daedras down there? Yeah, yeah. I, Shout out to all the chicks named Daedra. <laughs> if I don't know how to say a word, I just don't say it out loud. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna. I think it's the dangerous. That sounds good. And that slaughterhouse was in you know use. What? what? I love you for that. I love you so much. I love you. I do the same thing. Like yeah. I'm just like because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. no. every time I've ever said anything that was wrong, I once asked my mom. Mom, I saw this at a gas station. It was a, a hot sandwich Ooh. at the gas station. It was. I was like, Mom, what's rotisserie chicken? Oh damn it! And she's like, <laughs> she's like. She looks at me. She's like, what? Oh. Show me. Show me where you see this. And I'm just like, rotisserie rot, rot chicken. And I like point to the sandwich and I like take her over there. And she's like, you mean rotisserie? Oh and I and like, that's exactly what she said. And I was just like, oh, no. And she fucking oh. lay. She's like, Rhonda loves shit like oh, that. She eats that shit like Lucky Charms. I've never lived it down. Oh, and it. You never you'll will. hear her bring it up. Oh, damn it. Get out of my face, Rhonda. You should have mom on for a podcast. I would love to. I'm going to find something mild for her. No way. Jake wants me to traumatize his yeah, I old, to, nice mother. I want you to scare the fuck out of her. I want you to show her some scary video on YouTube. She just discovered YouTube. I wish she was here right now. I'm disappointed because she would know all about like the people I'm about to talk about. Some of the people. Uh, so, that slaughterhouse was in use until 1890, so it served for 40 years, and then it was abandoned. And that is when the Satanists moved it in. The Satanists moved they in. They moved it in. They moved it in. Did it move? They shuffle, and it's called moved it in. No, the Satanists. That's, how, that's the new word for shuffling. <laughs> I'm moved it in. I'm moved it in. That's when the Satanists move it. Moved in. I can't say it. Moved, moved in. in. <laughs> Help. They really liked the place. It was well under their budget. Ah, well. Uh-huh. Yep. And it had plenty of room for activities like... Well, what kind of activities are those? They wanted to have plenty of room for activities like ritualistic sacrifices. And it also had an added scary murder, death, blood well. And that was a great place for them to dispose of anything and also send things to oh, perfect. We don't, have, we don't even have to dig one. Exactly. And how it much under built, how much under budget you ask? It was free because they were just like squatting there. What? <laughs> they actually they didn't pay squatters? any money. Yeah, they were they just taking in there and just like hey, we're man. killing shit down there and putting it in the rights. hole. I guess. And February 1st, 1896, young baby Johnny Hewling was working the farm, which is now a YMCA. And he nope. right? And he stumbled across a girl laying outside of on his field. Yo, bitch, get my field. Yeah, he yelled out to her, but she didn't answer. And he was kind of uh, what's your what's name? What's your name? Uh, fuck you, Tony. Get off my lawn. <laughs> um, and she was kind of like laying in a weird position and slumped over. So he started to kind of like walk towards her because he was a gentlemanly farmhand and he was a little baby angel. He was only like 17, which at that age is like 35, right? Yeah. But uh, Johnny figured he had to like check it out. 
Every step he took towards the girl introduced a new level of horror mm-hmm. as he realized that the girl was decapitated. Oh. She was missing her head. The woman was Pearl Bryan. She was a beautiful and well-educated woman. She, let her, she left her parents' house the day before and told them she was taking a nice trip to Indianapolis. She lied. Pearl had met Scott Jackson, who was a dental student. He seemed smart and nice. They had been secretly spending a lot of time together lately. Quality time. Poor time. Kind of time that gets a girl preggers in the 1890s. Oh, oh, this is in the 1890s? Yeah. Oh, shit, man. I thought it was like... No, 1896. Definitely fooling around. And when Pearl... It was 1996. Oh, no, no, no. The height of the Satanist activities. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't even know, right? I don't know. 1896, they could have been like, oh, yeah, outside. That was weird. Probably I shouldn't try chanting. I don't know what Satanists do. We don't have have any candles lit, so we are safe. We're doing better than... That's why the paranormal, uh, the uh, possession one scared you so much, because we had all the lights off and candles only. That was weird. Spooky. Um. Garrett came over and he was like, this is sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys are going to sacrifice me? Hello? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was pregnant. And when she realized that Scott got her pregnant, she kind of fucking flipped out. Because she was trying to get an education and Scott was in school. And, you know, they decided it would be best if she got an abortion. Huh. So Pearl lied to her parents and she met with Scott and his friend, who was now a medical assistant you know, by proxy, um, Alonzo Whaling. Since Scott was a dentist, he had tons of experience with... Abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Totally. You don't know how to do that? Absolutely. You don't You don't have your abortion certification? Uh, my uh, license. I left yeah. it in my other... Other head. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. So he knew exactly what to do. Pearl, don't worry, girl. It's fine. Shit, no, sit down. I... Look, I got the coat I do hanger. this all the time. I got the coat hanger right now. I just shove it so up there. So he did what any reputable, respectful doctor doing a service to a young woman would do. He gave her an ass load of cocaine. Hello. Which did not work. She was just on cocaine. Still pregnant. Like. That's what he was like. Look, all you have to do is a bunch of cocaine, and then the baby will just poop it'll out just itself. <laughs> Actually, walk out. Fucking do enough. He'll be cool with it. So he decided that he would do it the old-fashioned way, the most sensible way. Cutting her head off. The way that makes most sense. Metal coat rack hanger. Dental tools. Oh. Obviously, that didn't work. Uh, let me get in here. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, just uh, see a pair of teeth. I'm one of these. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's terrifying. Yeah, terrible, terrible. And obviously that didn't work. Pearl was now just bleeding all over the place, like literally bleeding out because he was fucking around in, inside of her, you know, with crazy tools that with do not belong down tools? there. Yeah. So he, she was starting to bleed out. She was in intense pain. She was freaking out. She was on a bunch of cocaine. I can't imagine a worse situation. It sounds halfway fun. Awful. So <sighs> there was a lot of blood, and Scott had a new plan. See, Scott was more than a freelance abortion doctor and a dental student. He had some other interests that Pearl didn't know about. Do you want to guess, Jake? 
worshiping Satan. Yeah, you already said it earlier, but Scott's a Satanist. And out. yeah, being a Satanist, Scott knew that he had to make blood sa- blood sacrifices to keep the S man on his good side. And since Pearl was like oh, dying anyway, and yeah, she was, I've, I've brought you here today not for the abortion, oh, but for the blood ending. Well, and she was also five months pregnant, so for him that was like win a bogo. And so Scott decided now was and his chance. She kept her their relationship secret. So yeah, she, stupid. Yeah. So he knew he had to hurry because Satan probably likes his food hot or whatever. So Scott didn't have much time. He had to do the murder equivalent of overnight shipping Pearl to Satan. So Scott knew exactly where he was going to go. Scott and Alonzo took Pearl 10 minutes away to 44. Alonzo, get the car. Alonzo, get it. I don't know how. <laughs> it's only 10 miles away. Uh, Actually, we'll run here. We'll run there. Run cocaine. It's 10 minutes uh. away. It's not far. It's like across a bridge. <laughs> um, so Scott and Alonzo took Pearl 10 minutes away to 44 Licking Pike, Kentucky. They dragged her into the basement. They cut off her head while she was still alive. Was that the blood well? Mm-hmm. Nice. And they tossed the head in the well and then threw her body outside shortly down the road. Why not throw the whole thing in there? I don't know. And also... Satan only likes heads? He... So Scott, like, wouldn't say what he did with the head. He said, like, he couldn't tell because he didn't want Satan to, like, fall out of favor with him. So there's a chance that he could have put it in a furnace or something at his school. But the head was never found. So, because Satan took it, Satan took it one way or another. And uh, the way, okay, so no trace of Pearl's head was ever found. Pearl wore a specific custom made shoe, and that's how they were able to identify her body. She had like cleft foot or something, (laughs) one really large foot. I'm not trying to make fun of of this. Uh, (laughs) No, like the guy, like Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights. That's like one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Whitey. Yeah. Uh, they stole my wig. Okay, it's weird how good I am at doing that. Let's take a drink. (laughs) I'm gonna erase that from my brain. Okay, so yeah, uh, they were able to identify her body, and her family took her home and buried her in their family plot. Scott kept locks of her hair in a jar in his room. Creep. Yeah. So, Scott and Alonzo were eventually found out and tried and convicted of first-degree murder. They were sentenced to hang. Scott vowed before being hanged that he would haunt this place forever. Ah, what a dick. Yeah. Like, bro, you just murdered somebody. You fucked up, and now you're going to, like, haunt this place? Yeah, because why? (laughs) An asshole. Um, so both men survived a creepily long time when they were hanged. Like, they didn't die from being hanged they had to like strangulate them more fucking freaks they liked it yeah weird they just they're just, they just like jacking off while they're being <laughs> choked <laughs> they were also i little, would try to do that if i was being hanged like might as well it's kind of <sighs> choke me daddy choke me daddy those are my last words fuck you <laughs> they were also the last people to be hanged there which is kind of cool um, at that point, the slaughterhouse wasn't really a super attractive real estate property, so it was torn down, and uh, it stayed empty for a few years. But the building was uh, the building was torn down, but the basement was still under the ground. Right. That's the definition of a basement, all right. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> why wouldn't they destroy the basement? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Why would you destroy a perfectly good blood well? <laughs> 
Come on. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> um, soon the land was purchased and a roadhouse was built. A Texas roadhouse? No. Oh. Do you know what a roadhouse is? I assume it's a delicious restaurant where they serve steaks. It is that, but this in particular is basically like a Wawa situation of like the oh. 1900s. Like it's got it drinks be, it and store. kinda, yeah. They have like food, drinks, and just like, you know, places for travelers to chill for a minute. And it didn't take long for the roadhouse to turn into something different. A roadhouse. They legally sold alcohol. Uh, prohibition, yeah. And they held under the table gambling. Dope. This place sounds awesome. <laughs> Jake's trying to go. And they have a Satan well. Aww. Uh, there are tons of rumors of murders that happen, but no bodies were ever found. Yeah, if you beat the house in the gambling ring, they're just like, you fucking, we can't let you leave. <laughs> Legend has it that's because the bodies were thrown into the basement hole. It's a perfectly good basement hole. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's a it's flush, waste. basically. Uh, the building was purchased by E.A. Buck Brandy in 1933. God. Buck turned the place Buck into... Buck Brandy here. Buck Brandy. This is actually going to be the Brandy, the Brandy Well Casino. Um, Buck turned the place into the casino of his dreams. Yep, the Brandy House. Mm-hmm. And business was booming for Buck. Seriously. Buck's- he was getting some bucks he was <laughs> amazing old, old buckaroo yes bucks casino attracted all kinds of folks including the mob the mob really really liked it there have you ever had a favorite bar jake yes and then like you'll start to like it so much you almost feel like a little possessive of it maybe yes mm-hmm. the mob felt that way about the casino but they were the mob, so they would, like, beat people up and scare people off, and they were trying to take it off of Buck's hands. This was Buck's dream. He did not want to give it up. The mobsters beat people up coming into the casino. He beat, they beat people up that they claimed owed them money, and they threatened Buck to try to intimidate him into signing it over. But Buck stood strong. He told them, you can take this casino out of my goddamn cold hands. And Ooh, I don't know if that's ass. really what he said. I just am can, inserting. That was kind of like conjecture. Tiger King-ish. It was. It was good. Albert Red Masterson, one of the mafiors. I don't think that's a real word. Mafio whores? He was a mafia guy. He wore a nice suit. He had a singer the whole nine yards. Uh, he took that a little too seriously. And he and Buck got into a shootout. Dope. But what year is this? This is 1933. Oh, okay, so dope. Tommy guns. Yeah. The police showed up. Oh, he shot Red dead. The police showed up and arrested Buck and, you know, effectively handed over the casino keys to the fucking mafia. That's bullshit. Yeah. Buck did his time in prison fair and square, and when he got out, he vowed that a casino would never, ever again be successful at 44 Licking Pike. Bet. Buck signed over his business and sold it or whatever, and then he committed suicide. And lit it on fire. <laughs> that would have been really Way cool, easier. but Buck was overcome by the loss. He just couldn't do it, and that is fucking heartbreaking. R.I.P. Buck, my guy. They didn't have a hotline back then. Nothing. Which, in the, if you need. In the. Out. Oh, yeah. In the early 1950s, 44 Licking Pike became home to the Latin Quarter. Check out the, check this uh, ad thingy. Dope. Yeah. Sick as fuck. 
That's like one of those uh, martini ads. Yeah. So the Latin Quarter was um, poppin'. Poppin'. It was poppin'. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone yeah, came yeah, to party there. Yeah. Uh, only a select few were invited to the secret gambling rings in the club. I yeah, imagine the blood hole makes a great gambling pit. <laughs> Throw your dice in there. We don't know what happens. You get Throw money. Throw your dice. The devil comes out. <laughs> snake, don't just don't say snake eyes. Uh, I imagine a man in a trench coat coming up and being like, "Oh, hey, uh, kids, how about using me? Go drink some hooch and uh, throw some dice." You know, like, "Hey, kids, hey, yo habla español." So one of the owners of the club, Papa, <laughs> Diablo es Papa. So one of the owners of the club had this daughter, Joanna, who was a dancer, and she was not having any luck getting gigs. <gasps> oh. So he decided to hook Joanna up with like a prime cabaret spot at the club. She fucking loved it. And fell into the hole. She got to perform and work along tons of talented musicians and one particularly talented singer, Robert Randall. Who the fuck is that? I don't know, but he got her pregnant. Yeah, boy. Joanna went to her father and told him about the pregnancy and how much she loved Robert. But he was like, nah. And he paid to have him hanged in the dressing room. Joanna was so pissed and wanted revenge. So she poisoned her father and killed him. Nice. And then herself and the baby. Ooh. Yeah. Triple homicide. She was going for like bonus points or something. That's called the turkey. It's fucked up. The turkey. At this point, cops around town had heard about how much fun they were having at the Latin Quarter with the gambling, and they were like, hell no. And they came and shut it down. In the 1970s... We ain't on the take, we shut you down. You're not. How about you don't? In the 1970s, 44 Licking Pike was turned into a hard rock cafe. Ugh. But it wasn't like the chain restaurant kind. It was apparently like an actual hard rock cafe with the same name. I guess. Oh, I was like, damn, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. Well, and there was tons of murders there, but it wasn't pregnancy murders this time. It was like all gun violence murders. So, yeah. And so uh, police actually shut it down in 1978. So it was only there for eight years. (laughs) Fill the hole. Yeah. And that is when country star Bobby Mackey saw his chance. Oh, boy. There was this big beautiful building already fitted for a bar somewhere he could perform his smash hits like pepsi man yeah you never heard pepsi man no pepsi man <laughs> is that real this is my dream <laughs> <laughs> i'm the pepsi man i don't know he also wrote a song in 2020 about sending coronavirus back to china and he's like he? this cute little old oh, man god it's cute. Send the Corona back to China. <laughs> Do you want me to find it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Put, that, put a link in the in the bio. I will. Get rid of the... We're gonna kick that Kung Flu out of China, America. take it back, it's called. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. That was a musical lyricist genius. Are you right? not over it? No. Oh, shit. I just broke that glass. <sighs> you... That was my key glass, babe. How dare you? Are you okay? How dare you almost die? Are you okay? Jake gets so mad when I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I get mad! <laughs> Pepsi Man, Bobby Mackie. Oh, I don't realize it's Pepsi Man? I just want to hear it for one second. I guess it's a truck. 
Okay, so yeah, he had that song and he was a fucking hit. And Bobby Mackey had a taste. We just listened to those songs. It's fire. Lit. They're in the show notes. Bobby Mackey had a taste of fame and Bobby Mackey wanted more. He wanted a place where you could not only ride a bull, but you could line dance. You could listen to live music. You could drink. You could eat. Bobby Mackey wanted the world. Yeah, that's not actually too much to ask for. So oh, Bobby, nice yeah, it sounds great. Bobby Mackey purchased the building and he turned it into Bobby Mackey's Music World. That's a horrible name. You think? Horrible. Why? Bobby Mackey's Music World. Bobby Mackey's Music World. Are you shitting me? Uh, it's a, it's a piece of marketing gold. No, it's catchy. There's a bar, is a museum. It's the world to Bobby Mackey. I hate it. <sighs> Drinking haterade. I'm gonna talk to his people and be like, "Yo, whoever came up with this Bob. name, trash." Okay, you're <laughs> sullying the image that is bought the Pepsi Man. Uh, Bobby loved it, Should and he called the Pepsi Bar, and he bought it. Oh, your phone's about to go off. Where yours is? I don't know where mine is. It stopped. Uh, it's the FBI. Um, <laughs> Yo, they're talking about Bobby Oh my Mackey. god, Bobby, we love that guy. Uh, I love Pepsi Man. Shout out to the FBI for tuning in. What up, CIA? Uh, what are they called? The, the NSA. Homestead people. <laughs> All of them. So, uh, it was his jam. And even the creepy basement was okay with Bobby because apparently he knew how to get a car down there. And Bobby was like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't what? know. I don't know. He got a car down there. I don't know. He put a car down there? I don't know if there was like a drive out like thing in the back or... Where the blood goes? I don't know. Where the oh. head's probably chilling? Maybe there was a cow hole to get him in there. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, I tried to find pictures, but I couldn't find pictures. But Bobby was an old car enthusiast, and he was like fixing up this prized yellow Fiat convertible. And he... Finally had a place to store it, so the creepy basement was okay with him. Alright. I know exactly how he fucking fit it down there. It's a fiat. Oh. He could have just, like, tossed it? Literally. Could have pushed it in any... Definitely the size of a cow. Okay. In the doorway, a sign at Bobby Mackey's world reads, This establishment is reported to be haunted. Wait. I vaguely remember an episode of... Yes, Zach Baggins! Yes! Is this real? Yes. I think I've seen this episode. Yes. I watched it for this. This is why it took me forever. And Yo, then it led me down it? this crazy... We can after this. It led me down this crazy rabbit hole because there's also a book. There's videos. There's... Yo, I think, oh, my God. I, th- I remember this. Yeah. This is a good episode. You know he was a DJ before he was a, a ghost expert? Yeah, I wild. I didn't know that. You told me that, though. I mean, he looks like a DJ. He totally does, huh? It's the gel. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so this establishment is reported to be haunted. Management is not responsible and cannot be held accountable for actions yeah, by I remember entities the, or spirits. I remember them going into the basement, and the, I'm pretty sure Zach gets touched in this episode. Yes, here's another. I think this is the sign, but I might have actually misquoted it. Oh, or I've maybe seen the there's sign. more than. You've seen it, okay. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. And the waitress is like, yeah, this is, I was standing game. right here getting drinks in the well. The, and then it touched me. <laughs> Speaky. Uh, so, yeah, so your boy Zach Baggins was there. 
Mm-hmm. It was Sick. a thing. Uh, he also was at the Latoya Ammons house, so maybe like there's a weird pattern happening here. He bought that house. That's Which the one guy. Was Latoya Ammons house. That's the one that scared you. That was the possession case. Oh. Yeah, he bought that house and did the demon house thing. We have to watch that too. Well, damn. He did the documentary. Anyway, patrons of Bobby Mackey's report smelling an overwhelming scent of rose. Staff and patrons alike report seeing a woman walk by, and when they turn their head to look at her, they realize that she has no head herself. Ooh. The jukebox turns on by itself to songs from the 1930s and 50s, specifically Anniversary Waltz. I'll play and that for Pepsi you a little later. <laughs> And Pepsi Man. A young... <clears throat> wow. Hi, I just hit puberty. My voice just cracked. A young, pretty woman is seen briefly, sometimes changing the jukebox, sometimes sobbing. Sometimes people hear her, too, calling their names, or even feel her touching their arms. There Getting are- get a little jerk action down in Bobby Max. <laughs> <laughs> pretty woman. There are other reports of people seeing hazy, misty, or shadowy, tall figures that tower over the people around Ooh, them. okay i don't like this i'm pretty sure i watched <laughs> that episode because it's like rated like top 10 scariest episodes of ghost oh Adventures. shit i'm sorry i am okay. not i didn't see I it, until like it. I already uh some people report foul smells that make them feel dizzy or sick <laughs> there is a hallway that's you, lined experience those smells huh? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you yeah you butt demons <laughs> but i got butt demons uh there's a hallway that's lined with mirrors which why would you do that but uh, people report seeing their face morph, like, and change into, like, supernaturally exaggerated expressions. So they're drunk. Could be. People. Some people report actual attacks. Bobby and his wife, Janet, needed good staff, and personally, at first, neither of them believed in ghosts. They hired a 20-year-old man, Carl Lawson, to remodel the place. Part of his pay included the apartment upstairs. Carl... Yeah. Right? That's a good deal. I'm down. Just fix up a bar and chill. No? No! It's haunted! I wouldn't live in any fucking... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we're gonna hire the you. The blood yeah, hole yeah. downstairs. Yeah, if gonna... you could just make sure that... I would actually avoid that place. The, Maybe the you should... Don't go down there. Put something over it. Maybe like a a fucking... Steal a pothole cover. Like bars? Like prison bars? Mm. That would be cool. Try to keep the It could be a well. there. Oh, nice you know, we could turn into an bucket. attraction. Ooh, if you put a bucket down there, you would get something nasty. Um, anyway, Carl Lawson was very much a low in, uh, what? He was very much a loner, but he was a hard worker and he knew what he was doing. Carl liked his new apartment. He pimped it out, got himself a nice little office space, and it was like a high efficiency one person house. Like a tiny house, I guess, with not a lot of like shit in it, basically. One night after closing while chit-chatting, Carl told Bobby that he had some really crazy stories about the place. Yeah, I got some really good weed. <laughs> you want to hit this? <laughs> this? What do you mean, Bobby asked. Carl told Bobby, who was not a believer, crazy, wild stories. Being watched. Hearing footsteps in the building. Ew. Sorry. <laughs> hearing footsteps in the building. The sound of prowlers in the basement. A young woman. A man in a suit. Bobby said, Carl, 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 stop. I live here now. I don't want to hear nothing else. I, I need you to not. Like, I live here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my livelihood. Like, you can't be saying this shit. You can't be talking you know about this. I saw your wife porking. 
fucking Jimmy down the road. I don't yeah. care. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell anybody. You're going to scare people off. And Carl agreed. And he abided by Jake's laws of survival. What are those? Pull out your gun? Yes. And he kept it close. He literally slept with it in Is that actually a thing? Bed. He pulled out a gun? He had a shotgun. <laughs> and he Duh. slept with it in his bed. He like figured out how to shower with it near him. All that. Because he was that scared. He felt that watched and that impressed upon that he felt the need for that. Like he felt like he was in yeah. danger. So Carl, uh, Amen, brother. the nightclub was Liddy Liddy. Second amendment. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right on. Business was going great. Bobby it, Mac. it was lit at Bobby Mackey's. It was open five days a week and it was always popular. It was a rootin' tootin', uh, darn shootin' like good time or whatever. Janet took care of the books and managed the place, and Bobby took the stage, and Carl took care of everything maintenance. Bobby's wife, Janet, has started to feel uneasy in the club. She felt watched. And you know, her mans did not want to hear about that bullshit, so she had, like, no one to talk to about this. She didn't want to scare the waitresses. She couldn't talk to her husband. And she felt really creeped out on one day because she felt stalked all day, you know, like getting the place ready there's and doing the books. There's a pervert in the in the bar. Yeah, a there's nobody bit. here, but there's a pervert. So she told Carl about her feelings of being stalked by an unseen force, and just like that, both Carl and Janet felt validated. Carl what? told Carl told Janet about all the creepy shit she that he dealt with oh, daily. Okay, that Bobby didn't want to hear about. And Janet told Carl all the shit that she had dealt with daily that she couldn't tell Bobby about either. And Janet told Carl that she did want to hear about it. She wanted to know any updates because she wanted to make sure that she was on top of it, you know? That she's not crazy. Exactly, that too. Uh. So she believed him. One day, as Janet walked down the stairs into the basement, she heard a man say, get out. I remember that from the episode. Yep. She felt hands around her waist and she was shoved down the stairs. Yep. That was it for Janet. There was no doubt in her mind. She pieced together every small chunk. People feeling faint, the foul smells, the sound of being called, the sinister, stalk, the sinister oh, stalking presence, the sounds, Carl dri- the sounds driving Carl to paranoia, and now this attack. It was clear that things were escalating. One night, two hours after close, Carl tried to go to bed. There was a storm outside, but there was no mistaking this sound for lightning. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what the sound was. <laughs> that is not lightning, so you're not wrong. <laughs> the downstairs door smashed open. He heard a violent tearing at the walls below him. He heard stomping up the stairs right up to his door. And in front of his eyes, he watched his bedroom door begin to expand and contrast, rise and fall. It was breathing. Carl was terrified and painfully aware. He threw off his comforter and he jumped to his feet. And just as the door was kicked open, Carl felt arms wrap around him, pulling his arms behind him and throwing him to the floor on his face. Carl struggled under the invisible weight and was quickly overwhelmed by echoing phantom laughter and the awful sound of tortured groans coming from downstairs. It was like the bar was filled with zombies. Jake's looking at me like he's going to murder me. (laughs) He had heard a single gunshot, but he couldn't tell where it was coming from. And there it was again. The anniversary waltz. The jukebox downstairs. 
and then Carl couldn't breathe anymore. There was hands wrapped around his throat, squeezing the life out of him. The world around him started to go black. Lightning struck outside and lit up the room in disorienting flashes just enough for Carl to see what was on top of him. The thing breathed out sulfur and it filled Carl's nostrils. It was a dark figure with glowing red eyes. Carl And we're done. Carl woke up with a start and sat up in his bed sweating. It was all a dream. It was a dream, Jake. Don't be mad. Can I have a beer? No, you can't. <laughs> it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember why I always I've seen this episode so many times. It's the first what? episode. Oh, really? It's episode one. Oh, okay. it's episode one. I feel like I've started Ghost Times. What was the over again? <sighs> okay. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Okay. I hate it. Jake's really not happy. But it was so realistic. Was any of it real? Was the sound of the door slamming open real? Carl got up and decided that he should at least check it out because if Bobby found that his Fiat convertible got destroyed or taken for parts, he Carl would be murdered <laughs> and thrown in the well. Uh, so he patrolled the building, turning on the lights as he went, and he started to feel better. Like there was nothing there. Like he, he started shotgun, just like hmm. he probably did. He started to feel like silly, you know. Carl had experienced the jukebox turning on in real life many times before, so he just probably figured that's why he was dreaming about it, and when he walked past it, he unplugged it. And he kind of laughed, like, it was just a dream after all. There was no doors kicked in, nobody slammed up the stairs. He had one more spot to check out, the spot where the convertible itself was stored. The basement. It was quiet down there, too. It was actually really quiet, but still, Carl was about to head back upstairs because he kind of felt dumb. (laughs) And as he turned, he felt a sudden wind. He saw it, too. It was a cold wind, and it was strong enough to, you know, create a little trash storm, which is very Pueblo. And the feeling of dread was instantly back. And Carl could hear the thunder outside. And then the power went out. And then? And then I started blasting. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Reynolds. And then I started blasting. I'd be shooting, just be like, shoot up the Fiat shit. I'd be Jamaican up in that beach. It was called the China Room. The China Room was down there. I don't know what that even means. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but all I know is it'd be fucking just shotgun blast. You would destroy all that shit. Done. You would shoot up your your boss's a hundred and car sent. <laughs> Jake's about survival. And then if you were down there. I can't say what would happen to you. I know. I know what would happen to I'm me. I'm not going to prank you ever in my I'd life. Survive. You fucking better don't. <laughs> if I ever get shot to death, it was Jake, and I tried to prank wrong. him. I tried to scare him for fun. Same goes for Duran. Duran needs to I stop you. Oh yeah. Yeah. At Francis's. Mm-hmm. Instantly regretted it as soon as I jumped out. I don't think I did anything. No, you didn't. But I instantly, I was like, oh, fuck. fuck. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me. It was really scary because I am like such a paranoid person. And I was like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
The dark room was suddenly illuminated by a ball of actual fire shooting up from the well. I'm not dreaming anymore! <laughs> Carl was shitting bricks. Pa, 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 pa. <laughs> uh, little did he know, Bobby Mack is just like trying to put another car down Right? Like, he just he, started like, the stuck. car. It was just the muffler. In the flames, he could see the same tall, freaky, dark motherfucker with glowing red eyes from his dream. It lifted its arm and it aimed one elongated, creepy That's ass finger at That's what I fucking think Carl. of that. Get out, it said. Fight or flight or freeze, which is what Carl did. He couldn't run. He couldn't look away. He felt somehow compressed, like the scene in Saw 5 where the guy gets squished to death by the walls, except for there was no walls. There was only ghosts. And that pressure kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier he felt like the room was closing in and the darkness kept getting thicker until Carl could feel hands wrapped around his neck, squeezing the life out of him. And he was lifted four feet into the air. He was fighting hard. He was kicking and swinging. He heard one voice quietly kill him. Then another. What the fuck? Then another. What the fucking do you, bro? Then more. What? Did, what? What? I, what did? I, what have I ever done? To any <laughs> of you people? I I've like cl- you guys. I've cleaned this bar. <laughs> I've cleaned puke. I've cleaned poop yeah. out of the toilets. I know you and created it. And he's cool it. with the ghosts. Yeah. I've never. You he's know, not you, like Janet, who's being a real bitch about it. You can do it. your thing down here, okay? But cool, yeah. What did I do to you? Huh? What did I do to you? Huh? I mean, you no harm. You mean you no harm? It's all good. I'll but blast apparently, you. you do. And then. Before he knew it, the quiet voices got louder and louder until it was a symphony of whispers, disembodied voices chanting, kill him, kill him. Bunch of fucking assholes at Bobby Max. <laughs> I'm never coming to this bar again. I'm giving it a zero on Yelp. <laughs> and then Carl was thrown violently onto the floor. The wind was knocked right out of him. And his pants were taken halfway down. his pants down. were... No. And he was so full of fear, he got on his feet instantly, and he started to run towards the stale, The stairs. The stales. The walls leaked blood. The walls pulsated as if the basement was breathing. Instead of chanting, he now heard laughter. Evil, quiet, demonic laughter coming from all around him. He got to the stairs, and he heard... The frightening sound of an engine turning on. (laughs) He was enveloped by headlights. Carl looked behind him and saw the yellow Fiat on, roaring, with no driver, and it started to accelerate towards him. Carl jumped as hard as he could up the stairs, and the car peeled towards him and to a stop abruptly. Carl was at the door now, now, but it wouldn't budge. He cursed and struggled with the door and then eventually started to kick it down until it finally gave way and he was spat onto the ground. Carl peeked into the basement later and found that the car was moved, but that's it. He got in his car and he literally drove to church. <laughs> Smart man. Carl knew that he needed some holy water. So he grabbed an empty soda bottle that he found in his car. <laughs> And he went into the church, the Catholic church, and he took some holy water from the, like, gross marble germ pool. Cesspool. Mm-hmm. Circle back. <laughs> Circle that's, back. That's called cinema. Ye holy cesspool. Ye it is disgusting. Ye holy cesspool. Are you, were you raised no. Catholic? I was raised Catholic, Every so. Every time I saw the thing, I was like, what is that? Mm. Like, do I, do I. You have to do it with your right a, hand on the way soap? in. It's so some disgusting. Soap? It literally, <laughs> I remember, because you got to do it on the way in and the way out. 
And on the way out, I remember it uh, being like oily. Yeah. Just a film. Disgust and warm because it's a metal, like a a marble. marble. Well, I went to a really fancy Catholic church because in northeastern Pennsylvania, that's like a thing. But it was like a cathedral and it was like a marble pillar with a metal bowl inside. It was disgusting. Disgusting. Anyway, he went in there and he took all the... Yo, choir boy, give me some fresh fucking holy water here. <laughs> this shit is nasty. Uh, he went in there and he, he uh, took his empty soda bottle and he filled up the nasty, disgusting holy germ water and he put it in his water, his uh, soda He's bottle. drink it, so good for him. <laughs> right, I guess so. And he drove home and he prayed the act of contrition over and over and over again. And... When he Sorry, walked, I looked at that hook the wrong way yet, that one night. Help. And Carl, when he got home, he felt like he was being watched. He I car- got holy water and I brought the ghost puncher. Exactly. Yeah. I wish he did have that ah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, but that was his intention. He was like, I'm going to fuck up these ghosts. We're getting rid of it right now. I'm going to do an exorcism. And he uh, carried the holy water into the building and he inspected it. He was planning on finding whatever he saw and taking it out. Damn. I would have been like, I'm leaving. But uh, he went into the basement. Everything was fine. There was no signs of was a fire. Was the car moved still? Yeah, I guess so. It wasn't crashed, which is I, I expected it to crash into the stairs, but it didn't okay. crash. Um, And he kind of like, again, was like, did I see that? Like, I would feel crazy. I would. Oh, I'm starting to feel that edible. Um, I would I would also be like tripping, you really? know? Yeah. Feel high? Yeah. Probably the tincture. Yeah. Bobby Mackey's House of Music has a hallway lined with mirrors, which, like, again, why? That sucks. Carl convinced himself that everything was okay, and as he started to walk back, he has to go through that hallway. So he's almost, like, laughing at himself again, you know, but that's when he saw it. Behind him, out of the corner of his eye, the glowing red eyes, the tall shadow body... The demonic thing from his dream. It picked him up by the throat again. The hallway was suddenly so cold that Carl's breath was fogging up the mirrors. How could this be happening? Holy water. He saw chairs and tables right at the end of the hallway knock over, and he felt the wind blow towards him, and he felt that same bizarre pressure. The wind had now swallowed him whole. Somehow, and Carl didn't know how, the demon was right in front of him immediately again. And he looked right into its eyes. He could hear the disembodied chanting. And he realized that he was being lifted off the floor. Uh, Sorry, two seconds. And then... And then he heard it. Why would you play this in the fucking house? Jake is really upset. it would scare you that much (laughs) and then he heard it again that damn song can we turn some lights on yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i hate you i'm sorry you're actually a bitch I didn't think it would scare you that much. (laughs) 
Do you need a smoke break? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. Let's take one. <laughs> I got weed all over me somehow. Magical. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. That was a good smoke break. That was quality. I ate Chinese food. And dinner. Smoking dinner. Tater tot hot dish. I just needed to relax from all the scary stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm not scared. I'm not saying I'm scared. No. Jake's not scared. We did upset. smoke some stuff. Uh, this time we smoked. God, I don't know, Ghost Live Sugar Wax. It's so good. It's so good. Build. Back to it. We last left off where I played the anniversary waltz and ruined Jake's life. Carl heard that damn song. From the unplugged jukebox. Shocking, 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 blam. Yeah. And then I started blasting. And then I started blasting. In the reflection of the demon's eyes, Carl could see his own face. It was morphing from fear to a large, oversized, sinister smile. The holy water in the bottle began to boil. It was searing Carl's hand and arm. Throw it, dumbass. The shadow beast again pointed a bony finger at Carl, and then the door opened automatically on its own, and Carl threw the bottle of holy water out of the door, as if he wasn't in control of his own arms. And the next day, when Carl saw Bobby, he told him about seeing the demon. I quit. No. No, he said, Bobby, I seen the demon, but don't worry about it. I did an exorcism. The demon's gone. What? Now how? That's what he told Bobby. Don't worry about the demon. Oh, he's possessed. He's like, I did get rid of the holy... I mean, I got rid the of the demon. demon. I definitely holy did. demon. You don't have to worry about it, Bob. Don't ever... Don't even need to bring holy water around here, okay? It's totally fine. I clean the house. I, I fix the stuff. No, they should hook holy water up to their sprinkler system. That's how you kill a ghost, people. It also sounds like a Limp Biscuit song. It's fun. That's not Limp Biscuit. Like an early 2000s metal song. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, don't worry about it, dude. I already did the exorcism. Done. I seen the demon, but it's all good. I like took care of it. One night after a long day of work, Carl sat at the bar drinking. A beautiful blonde. Like you should. Right. Right on, Carl. Same. Except for we don't have bars, so I'm sitting at home drinking. I am drunk. Yeah. A beautiful... Well, the bar was his home, so he is too. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. That's what it's like, but we don't have an upstairs, so we just go over there. To the kitchen. And we don't drink over there. We bring it back to the living room. Um, a beautiful blonde woman named Abigail sat a few stools down she from Carl. must have been a ghost. Ain't nobody looking at you, Carl. She was wearing a weird white lacy dress. And Carl was like, ha ha ha, I like you look like a ghost or whatever. <laughs> That's the one liner he laid on her. Yeah. Hey girl, you're kind of pasty, you ghost or something? Exactly. He was like, you look like a ghost I would see around here. And she like was kind of a bitch about it. And she was like, um, ghosts aren't real stupid or whatever. <laughs> Funny for you, I am a ghost. <laughs> and Carl got all fucking mad. Like he was like, you listen here, bitch. <sighs> Don't talk shit about my friends. You're going to apologize. You're going to apologize to me and <coughs> my friends. You're, You're going to lick that sorry. white dog turd. Exactly. She refused, and he swore that she would be sorry. 
Two days later, Abigail was driving down the highway, living her best life. Abruptly, the steering wheel veered left. Abigail grabbed the wheel with both hands and struggled to hold it steady, and the wheel again went sharp left, but then sharp right into oncoming traffic. She tried to slam on the brakes, but instead watched in horror as the speedometer went up to 30, 40, 50, 60. She became overwhelmed with the scent of roses. The radio turned itself on. I got him, bitch. <laughs> the radio turned itself on and the volume fluctuated wildly. The windshield wipers turned on and moved ridiculously fast, and the windshield itself seemed to be rising and falling That's, as if, if it I was can, breathing. They're, they're ghosts are dicks. All right, we're going to get this super clear for you so you can see how scary it is, is about when to happen. Your windshield turns into a ghost lung. It's very scary. Ghost. Ghost and the radio's like, hey, I that So, yeah, at this point, she was freaking the fuck out. She was crying. Um, you know, tears were shooting down her face, and she realized she was going to die. She remembered what Carl Lawson had said to her only a few nights before. She had no doubts that he had somehow cursed ha. her. She cried out to God that if he spared her, she would never make fun of Carl again. <laughs> Just then, the car took a sharp right and smashed violently head on to a concrete wall. Abigail did survive. Jesus took the wheel. Yeah, he sure did. And put her right into the wall. He was like, Gaze of thunder. Her toxicology results came back clean. She had a long road of recovery ahead of her. She pissed the drugs out. It was magic. Bobby Mackey still didn't believe in ghosts, though. In fact, he became more stark on Carl and Janet, shutting the fuck up about it. They yeah, had just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Just, I know you guys are fucking behind my back. Just I just don't want you to talk about up. anything yeah. in front of me at all, actually. I want you to both shut the fuck up when I'm around. Carl, just go fucking jerk off hey, upstairs hey, with your shotgun. How about you get out of my bar? The both of you. Get out. It's a honky tonk cowboy. What are you doing? That was really good. Um, they hired new staff. Okay. You know what? Y'all don't want to work because you're scared while you're all fired. Fuck there you, you go. They hired new staff. They're expanding because business is doing so good. And Bobby didn't need these goons scaring off the new staff. So it was not like Janet could ever tell Bobby about this stuff anyway. In fact, Jack, Janet had mostly kept all this to herself, except for, you know, sometimes when she vented to Carl, and Carl would sometimes tell her. One night before the bar opened, as Carl fixed something, Janet tried to again vent to her friend Carl about the awful, awful feeling of being stalked by something unseen. Okay, I'm trying to live here. Exactly. Carl seemed really mad. She asked him if he had ever felt that way before. He told her she was being ridiculous. That her stories were bullshit. And he gathered his tools and stormed off. Now, Carl was a loner, but he was always so soft-spoken. He was never mean. Especially to Janet. Damn, Carl slept on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, what's wrong with you and your menstrual cycle? My back was itchy where I couldn't reach it, but I got it. Anyway... Uh, yeah, so he was a dick to her, and he was never, like, mean to her before, so she was kind of shook up. 
So when sweet baby angel waitress Cookie showed up, Janet was stoked. Uh, cookie, cookie, she's a like little Puerto Rican lady. Um, the woman made a plan. Oh, the women made a plan for the night together, assigned sections and all that, and then Cookie busied herself setting up for the night. Cookie had not been working at Bobby Mackey's for long. She liked it just fine. She had never experienced anything supernatural, and neither had anyone. She only heard about, like, drunk customers telling her that shit, you know? So she was kind of, like, able to brush it off. And all of a sudden... Like drunk customers do. Oh, yeah, this place is hot. There's a ghost in the bathroom. I can remember telling people that all the time. Titty ghost. Titty ghost. Titty ghost. I've been told that at the Senate. Yeah. I never seen a goddamn ghost. The Antler Hotel was supposed to be haunted. Yep. There was no fucking ghost there. Where else did we go? That road. I stayed at uh, Gettysburg. It was called like Flornham. There was that no ghost terrifying. there. That sounds terrifying. There's no ghosts. I did see a ghost fire in the woods that they literally told me not to go in. So that was weird. But uh, that's what drugs do to you, people. I would no. I was like twelve or thirteen. I was not on drugs yet. Not yet. <laughs> this would be the incident to drive me to drugs. A little bit. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Cookie never seen anything. Cookie! She was setting up for the night. Everything was fine. And all of a sudden, she felt like she was pierced by this freezing, Ooh. chilly wind. <laughs> Cold-hearted penis. She got goosebumps. What was causing her... To feel this way, she stopped and she looked around the room. There was nothing wrong, and just then, she heard it. The anniversary waltz. You better not play that fucking song again. I'm not. About to get clapped. Cookie followed the sound, trying to trace it where it was coming from. She was also trying to find Janet. As she walked, she felt the pressure. Yo, Janet! Janet, fuck. Help. Help me! Fuck, Janet. As she walked, she- You're not in your section, like always! You lazy bitch! Cover your tables! There's a ghost! (laughs) Come down here! Ah, I'm taking your tips. Uh, So she- As she walked, she felt the pressure of a hand in the middle of her chest, and she was slammed hard into the wall, knocking the air out of her, and she tried to call for help, but she literally couldn't speak. She could just, like, groan, you know, like when you- Have you ever fallen off the swing when you were a kid? Yeah, and all the air is just and like, you're like Ugh. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to catch your breath. Yeah. So whatever it was pushed her again as if it was trying to force her to the floor. And Cookie said, nah. And she started running and fighting for her fucking life. Amen. Cookie. Finally, Janet came through the doorway and she nearly crashed into her head first. Janet looked at Cookie and immediately knew the look of terror on her face. Yes, it is haunted. We didn't tell you. I'm yeah, so sorry. my bad. Cookie told her what happened, and both women left. Cookie didn't quit, but she never left herself alone in the building ever again. As and, you should never, ladies. Yeah, really, honestly. Another night, another waitress, Margaret, was in charge of the bull riding room. Which the what? The bull riding room? Oh. Like Jesus. a mechanical bull? Okay. Okay. Apparently, they don't get as much tips in there, but she got, like, a cute little outfit on. There's, like, a ton of cute little cowboys. If you ride that bully, you get some tips. Ride it topless. (laughs) So, she got all dolled up, all cute, and she was ready to rock that fucking night. While setting up, she saw a black dog sprint past her and jump up onto the stage before running out of sight. Okay. She searched for the dog 
unsure of how it even could have got in, but she found no trace of it. She heard someone calling her name. She told him to fuck off. Yo, fuck off. I ain't no dog. Fuck off. But she heard it again. She was getting mad now. Someone was clearly fucking with her. For the first time, Margaret understood the whispers of creepy goings on. And she didn't like Bobby Mackey's music world anymore. And that's when she heard it. The fucking anniversary waltz. The other waitresses and Janet heard it too. And they were annoyed as fuck. Because, like, who would even put that song on? So they went to see who played it, but there was nobody there except Get for shook-ass Margaret. Get rid of the jukebox. It's gone. No, it's not, actually, in real life. By now, Janet thought that Carl was fucking with them somehow. Like, she thought it was some kind of weird prank. So she talked with the other women and decided she would ask Carl about, like, the exorcism and see if he was, like, fucking with them or whatever. So that she could, like, figure it out and, like, see if there's a way she could do an exorcism or something. Obviously, I have to do this because... You fucked it up. Yes. (laughs) You never send a man to do a woman's job. (laughs) Yeah. Some time passes. Creepy shit keeps happening, but business is still litty. Janet finally had some spare time to talk to Carl. She went up to his apartment one night Uh and knocked on the door. Uh Uh-oh. Secret rendezvous. Carl, are you there? Carl, are you... Here or there, want to be here. It's me, Janet. I want to talk to you. Janet. (laughs) 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 About Uh, what, he said. I think the demons are back. I've got the demons. They showed themselves to Cookie. They showed themselves to me. And it took Don't my talk cookie. about any demon penises. Come in, he said plainly. Oh, oh that is the password. You're right. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> she walked in. Carl was sitting in a rocking chair facing the corner. I wish... Butt-ass you- naked with his shotgun. <laughs> I wish you would just leave it alone, he said angrily. He slapped down on the arms of his chair, and he stood up facing Janet. His face was almost disfigured with anger. He seemed to growl at her. Are the demons hurting anyone by being here? (laughs) He's like, yo, they live here. We're just fucking existing. (laughs) They came from the floor hole. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, they were here first. They were here first. The floor hole's been here since 1850. (laughs) Never mind, Carl, she said. Janet was scared now. She thought Carl had become had been taken over by one of them. It's, oh. She said, it's just my imagination. It's like all good. <laughs> okay, bye, Carl. I'm gonna go. The power of Christ compels you, <laughs> Carl. No, it's all good, Carl. I'll see you around, dude. PC, PCCPP. <laughs> power of Christ compels D- you. Damn me, bro. It's all good. And she like weirdly left, you know? Fuck. And Carl just like stood there and stared at her. Like, he didn't move or say anything. It was weird. Carl's actually started doing fucking methamphetamines. Carl didn't remember the encounter. Carl felt he did not have agency over himself at times. He did have brief moments of clarity. He knew that there was something inside of him. Demons. (laughs) He knew that he wasn't himself anymore. Janet hired a psychic. The psychic came and saw the building and said that she felt a lot of death and that Bobby Mackey was a singer in his past life. A singer named Robert Randall. 
That is who Joanna the dancer was dating and her dad hanged him. What? At this point, tons of other paranormal activities had been happening. Bobby, right? Yeah, and Bobby was just fucking over it. He didn't believe it. He didn't want to be a fucking reincarnated singer. And he didn't believe it. He didn't want to hear it. Hey, fuck you. Get out of my bar. There can be only one. You can pay for a bull ride or you can fuck off. Oh, fuck off. Hey. How about I feed I you to them their goats outside? You want to fuck off or You want to no? go in the hole? You want to go in the death hole? That's what happens when you get fucking rowdy in here. I'm blinking aggressively, but I guess this is in a visual medium. It's fine. Um, so, he was actually kind of starting to get pissed off. So, he called a minister. He called his friend Larry Costwell. And Larry, the TV evangelist. The TV evan- I don't know if that's true. Is that true? That would <laughs> the be cool. TV evangelist. And he, Larry, called his friend Glenn Cole, who was the TV a pe- evangelist, who was a Pentecostal preacher. Pen- oh, we gone to the Pentecostals. I guess so. Bobby, we called- must put our differences aside. You can speak in tongues, and I will do my <laughs> thing. And the- we got a, we got a. A priest and a, a, a Lutheran coming it's later. It's fine. It's fine. A neutral party. We must all combine our rings. It's fine. Shh. Like Captain Planet. To create Planet. fucking Captain, Captain Jesus. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Jesus. Uh, so. Uh, Captain Jesus. Bobby talked to Glenn and told him <gasps> everything. probably 12 rings. Are there 12 religions? That would be cool. There's probably way more than that, though. Okay. Uh, uh, 12 main religions, and they all come together bong. to form their rings. Oh, I just got text from the FBI. They're going to be here in a second. Oh, shit. Not again. Um, so, blah, 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 uh, I'm going to make that movie, by the way. You should. Bobby talked to Glenn. He told him everything. The tales of people's reflections morphing in front of their eyes. Stories of a headless woman standing in the middle of a crowded dance floor perfectly still. Legends of driverless cars. Charging Carl. Glenn told Bobby the... What? Glenn told Bobby the claims of a haunting sounded valid, and he would come and investigate and do an exorcism if needed on one condition. You have to bring more than one bottle of holy water. He would only come and check out the bar if Carl agreed to meet with him. Ooh. Bobby sat down. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, buddy, spicy. It's, it's math. It's heroin. You. you gotta stop. <laughs> Bobby sat down with Carl on July 20th and told him the news. The preacher will come and get rid of whatever's haunting us here, but only if you agree to talk to him, too. He just wants Bobby Mac's autograph. <laughs> right? Yo, yo, I just want to be Bobby Mac. You leave now. I love Pepsi Man so much. Pepsi Man? Oh, my favorite. Carl was upset. He did have blocks of missing time where he couldn't remember what he did or what he said. Blocks of time where he was not in control. He was afraid to meet with the preacher. He was bothered, but deep down inside, he was also relieved because Carl was exhausted from living in fear. Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. Heavy, paralyzing fear. His thoughts were interrupted by the smell of smoke. Oh, shit. Bobby turned away from him and went towards the smell before turning around and loudly pronouncing, Fire! Everyone leave the building now, please. And everyone got up. And they left in a really orderly fashion, actually. Like, for real. Oh, guys, fire if you go. Oh, shit. Uh, Comp your drinks. Let's go. I think that's, like, why... Okay, like, I respond really well to disasters. Like, I don't panic, usually. 
I mean, like maybe once or twice, but I've literally like lit myself on fire once and I was like, I lit myself on fire. Like I yelled it down the hall to like my friends who were over for dinner. You are lit as fire. They thought I was kidding because I just said it like that. I was like, I lit myself on fire. I'm on fire. And they were like, ha ha. And I had to like get in the shower with my clothes on to like put it out. But I think that's why I'm so calm. I'm lit, people. Yeah, because I'd be drinking. I'm lit. And if you're drunk or if you're smoking weed, you're just like better at responding to emergencies. You're like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave. That's the key for the 2020. Yeah, just exactly. Smoke weed. That's what's going well. Smoke weed, drink beer, whatever you got to do. Smoke weed. Pay your bills and drink water. Suck titties. Smoke some weed. Oh, wait, no. Go. Fuck, I already forgot my saying that I thought it was going to be 2020. 2020 suck, getting money. Suck titties, pet kitties, get fitties. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Pet kitties, suck titties, get fitties. I like that a lot. 2020. 2020. So everyone got out, nobody panicked, it was all good. Carl got up and grabbed a fire extinguisher and went towards the and fire. And my shotgun. Right, which he found in the old kitchen, which is no longer in use. And the other employees grabbed other extinguishers and followed him to help him out, which is really cute. That is cute. Come together. Cookie. Yeah. But there was still smoke pouring in from somewhere else, so Carl moved towards it to find out where it was coming from. Down the emergency exit stairs, flames engulfed oh, the wall. Oh, no. Carl ran towards it and put it out. Well, no, he didn't. The actual the firefighters got there at that point, and they like okay. took over. They put it out, and it's all good. Uh, the crowd actually waited outside patiently. Took about 45 minutes. Yo, what about our drinks? Yeah, they went back in and like continued with their. Really? Pen. Yeah. But I fuck it. I got babysitter for tonight only. Kay? I mean, fuck it. I will be drinking for- with Satan before yeah. I go home to those bastards. Y'all got my card in there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my card's not damaged, is it? <laughs> yeah. I really actually wanted to. I mean, like, I really like my. <laughs> I don't hear Pepsi man again. I don't hear Pepsi man. I don't hear come back to Corona. I'll go back in there. So they did. They stood outside. They waited. It took like 45 minutes. They went back inside. And everyone, in, they went in. They went back to jamming. They had a great night. Bobby Mackey was like, I have the best fans. I agree. Bobby Mackey fandom is queen. It's, it just seems really they called? Good. I don't know. The Mackeys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everyone went on with their night good. they had a good time everything was fine everyone except for carl who couldn't shake the fire from his mind because he's got fucking ptsd poor guy carl knew the fire was a warning after closing leave carl carl go just go Fuck somewhere off. else i would at this point i would too it's not worth it uh church after closing time carl went to the old kitchen and staring into the char he said please don't hurt this building please don't hurt me if you're worried about that old minister please don't joanna buck i won't let him run you off silence just the sound of carl's own breath and then he could hear someone else's breath the bong is moving i don't like it Rising and falling. I don't separate. like it. Stop. We're done. <laughs> the table's not even. Table jiggles. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking like it. Uh, <laughs> Is that funny? 
Not funny. So hurry the fuck up. Okay. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's terrifying. And then he heard the more breaths. I'm going to think I'm a pussy. No. I'm not a pussy. This is actually just really well put together and terrifying. Oh, I'm so proud it's and like also upset. And then more until the room was filled with the sounds of labored, gasping breaths. The walls post the walls pulsed in and out. They were breathing. I will literally drive to Kentucky right now and burn this place down. <laughs> Road trip twenty twenty. Okay, I can get there tonight. I'll be there by tomorrow morning. Let's go. Oh my god. I don't even know what I've never seen that. Like I've done a ton of drugs. I've never seen that. That would scare me forever. I would never be the same. That's so scary. That's traumatizing. Seventeen hours. Yeah, that's a long drive. We can get there. It'd be a fun night out. If we left now. Okay. Well, that's a fun trip. It could be on our travel itinerary. We can ride the bull. I'm not gonna go. Ride the bull. Ride the bull. I'm just gonna go there and burn it down. Ride the bull. No, Jacob, it could be fun. No. Carl left and slept in his car that night. He was too afraid to go back in. He wished Bobby didn't call the minister. Glenn, Larry, and Carl met up on Thursday. The conversation went okay until they actually asked Carl if there was a demon inhabiting him, at which point he became unable to speak. So the preach squad read the Bible stuff that I guess get rid of demons, and Carl pleaded with them to stop, and he like flopped around, and he started shaking. And oh, they, really? Yeah. And they prayed over him. Glenn yelled, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority over the spirits and command them in the name of Jesus to lose their hold on Carl. Okay, so let me write that down. I command you to leave. Just in case. (laughs) Lose your hold on Carl. And that's when Carl started... (laughs) (laughs) He started like full body... I actually didn't spill it because I was flopping yeah, so nice. good. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> um, and so Glenn was holding his hands at that point. Carl started like seizing against him and going limp and then rigid. And then he went all like wet noodle. Totally limp. And he slapped the table like his head was like bleh. The whole thing. <laughs> Look at me, Glenn commanded. <sighs> Carl groaned and sat up. I feel different. Yeah, I think it worked. I'm done. Carl sat outside and he said he wanted to be alone. He smoked cigarettes and he agreed to keep in touch with the men. Larry was reportedly disappointed in the exorcism because he expected more scary stuff. Hmm. When Glenn and Larry got in the car, Glenn told Larry seriously, this isn't over. Carl was like, something or Carl was lying to me. Glenn vowed to return when God told him to, which was one week later. Hey-o. Glenn and Larry showed up and surprised Carl, and they Hi. all sat together and talked about hey, whatever. Carl, how are you doing? Hey, we oh. came for the beer. What kind of stuff we'll you've been fixing? <laughs> and then Glenn changed the subject. Are there still spirits here, Carl? Yes, Carl said. But it wasn't just Carl's voice that came out of him. It was a multitude of voices. Carl snapped back to himself and grabbed his stomach as if he was in pain. I need help, he said. There's something inside of me. Glenn prescribed him with constant prayer, tons of rest, and starvation. Fasting, it's called. Okay. 
I guess you just it's not like starvation. It's the ghosts are like this sucks the demons or whatever they're like this this is not good uh, for me man, where's the pizza I'm actually so hungry for bread yeah. <laughs> can you just eat some bread <laughs> how about some cereal maybe like an oatmeal situation we'll take a happen? fucking hot pocket hot at this pocket point sounds yeah. so good like a five give cheese. me a Jose Ole burrito oh. right now on the double go to Jimmy John's why don't you treat yourself to feed a good the pickle hunger, feed the beast <laughs> Um, so, yeah, and then Carl was all, okay, great, and the men left. Where are you going? And then Carl's pants were wet. Oh, pissed himself. Carl was bleeding out of his anus, and he was overcome with pain. Yo, Larry and the... No. <laughs> was this no, one no. of those rendezvous? It was a spit. Uh, What's a no? A skewer? No. Spit skewer. I Carl think it's felt called. Super sick. A- <laughs> Ew. And he went upstairs to rest. He did go to the doctor about the thing, and he was diagnosed with a hemorrhoid. Damn that! I mean, that could make you do stuff. I guess. I guess, but it doesn't make you bleed out of your butthole like a fucking. It does if you had a massive turd scrape the top of the. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Ships in the passing. Why would blood be pouring out enough to make your pants wet? That's ridiculous. That doesn't happen like that. Look, no, stop it. That doesn't make that. I know Carl. what you're saying. I know a, that's this not is what a happened. Spit skewer. That's not what happened. But that wouldn't. A hemorrhoid wouldn't make that happen. <laughs> exactly. It wouldn't make that happen. For the next week, Carl stayed upstairs alone in his apartment. He decided he wouldn't talk to the preacher or the minister when they came back. Like, he would make up excuses or, like, do whatever he had to do. He couldn't take any more punishment. The doctor had told him to spend some time soaking in a tub. Hey, buddy. Um, Just relax, bud. You gonna need to soak? I don't know what else to tub, tell you. Like, your butthole? Your butthole's all fucked up. <sighs> Maybe uh, not. Maybe be the pitcher this time. One night, while doing so, Carl was grabbed by the hair and forced underwater. He started to struggle for his life. Yeah, never... Look, if there is obviously a demon. something demonic or a possession of you, okay? Don't don't, go in the tub. don't bathe or shower. Stay don't away from water. Stay away from water at don't all costs. Don't go in the hot tub. Okay, that should be a rule. Stay mm-hmm. away from water at all costs. That's number... Okay, so number one of Jakey's rules of survival is, like, guns... Go, have, carry a gun. Number two is don't get in the water. Don't get in the water. Just be filthy. Don't Disgusting. bathe. Disgusting. Who fucking cares? The, like, honestly, get Axe body spray. At the beginning of quarantine? Garlic flavored. I didn't bathe for several years. That's not true, because it was just like two weeks. No. <laughs> it was like maybe one week. <laughs> Probably not even. But I, I didn't brush my hair for a long time. Yeah, anyway, I still had happens. to go to work, so fuck that quarantine. That was real quarantine for me. Um, but anyway, fucking, uh, yeah, so... Anyway, he was being drowned. He was grabbed by his hair and he was forced underwater. It was like a legit drowning. And he fought for his life so hard that he started bleeding again. Enough to turn the bath water bloody. Ah, it was going up his nose. Ah, it was oh, filling up his butt lungs. blood in my nose. Yeah, exactly. It's worse than normal blood. Exactly. It's in my butt, too. He hopped out of the tub and he threw on whatever clothes he could find. He ran out of the apartment, opened the door, and to his surprise, standing on the stairs was Larry and Glenn. He tried to make excuses to not get an exorcism, but Glenn was all, nah, you 
got demons, bro. We got it. Like we can. You go. need it, buddy. You got it. This is not. This is. This is not optional. It's in our hands now. Sorry. They walked into Carl's apartment, and Larry turned on his video camera. This I actually, swear to. I'm not gonna. God. I'm not gonna. I was gonna, but I'm not gonna. Do you have it? Yeah. Can we watch it tomorrow during the day? Sure. Okay. Uh, the exorcism. Actual daylight that time. It was like six hours long, apparently, but the video is like ten minutes, nine minutes. Cool. The exorcism was scary enough for Larry this time. By the end of it, he was like, "Jesus Christ, uh, please, can it be over?" And Glenn was like, "This is not a Hollywood movie. Like, this is real. This is like good versus evil, like God versus the devil. Period." The men all prayed together when it was over. They sealed up the well in the basement. And that's the story of the possession of Carl Lawson and Bobby Mackey's music world. It's on a travel itinerary because it's still open. We're going to burn it down. No, we probably don't have time for a scary story this time. And also Jake seems really traumatized. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, totally. Remember to rate and review us if you like you us. Or- yeah, totally. Can you roll a joint? I need to like after... Yeah, we can watch, like, some stupid TV. can we watch Paw Patrol? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Remember to rate and review if you like us, or even if you don't. I don't care. Talk shit. It's all good. Even if you have a topic you want me to cover, go ahead and email us at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at thcpodcast, and we will see you Wednesday for a mini episode. And don't forget to drink water. Bye. Goodbye, Jake. Wait, Jake. I am. Are you scared? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fall down another step. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>